Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Listening to Total Information AM, I'm Megan Lynch. A lot of legal headlines in the news yesterday. Cori Bush, Donald Trump, and a proposed new law linked to Taylor Swift. Let's talk more about it with KMOX legal analyst Brad Young of Harris Dahl Fisher & Young. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Megan. Let's start out with Congresswoman Cori Bush. She is being investigated by the Department of Justice for her campaign spending on security services. So break down what possible charges might be involved here. Well, under federal law, Megan, uh, it prevents and prohibits a federal official from hiring or promoting a relative, including a spouse. And Cori Bush has been investigated over the last several months uh, because she's hired her husband. Now, that federal law only applies to congressional staff, not campaign staff. So as this investigation moves forward, the first question is going to be whether Cori Bush's husband is being paid by the campaign or as a federal staff member. If, and I suspect this is going to be the case, if her husband is actually paid by the campaign staff, then at that point, there's going to be two additional questions. Number one, uh, is her husband being paid for work that was actually performed? And number two, uh, is he being overpaid based upon the work he's performed or his uh, credentials, whether he has qualifications to even perform that work? So this is an investigation that's probably going to take several months in order to collect documents. Uh, and so I wouldn't expect any movement on this one way or the other uh, until late spring or early summer. Now, the House Ethics Committee looked into this and they basically um, dismissed this. So I'm wondering, you know, when when the Department of Justice looks into something, does it necessarily mean there's an issue? What would have triggered this? That's a great question. What would have triggered it would be uh, would be someone who filed a complaint or notified the Department of Justice that they believed that there was a, a law being violated. So what we saw on Monday of this week is that the Department of Justice sent a subpoena over to the House of Representatives to get all of the results of the House of Representatives investigation so that the Department of Justice can then review what the Ethics Committee reviewed, review the results of their investigation and determine whether federal law was violated. Let's look at federal election law and state election law, actually, in the state of Illinois. Former President Donald Trump and the State Board of Elections ruled yesterday that he could remain on Illinois' primary ballot. Um, where did this stem from? Hmm. 
Well, there was a complaint made, and again, not necessarily a complaint, but an inquiry made to the Illinois State Board of Elections, Megan, stating that there should be an examination as to whether or not Donald Trump should or should not be on the ballot. So what's interesting in Illinois is that the State Board of Elections is uh, split evenly between Republicans and Democrats. So they looked at this issue yesterday, and the Illinois State Board of Elections determined on an 8-0, to zero, it was unanimous, uh, that Donald Trump should remain on the ballot. But the basis for their uh, determination of this, Megan, was that this is a legal issue that should be decided by the courts, not an issue that should be decided by the Board of Elections. And so since this matter is currently at the Supreme Court for consideration, they voted 8-0 to leave Donald Trump on the ballot pending review by the U.S. Supreme Court. Let's talk about that Supreme Court review. They're looking at uh, Colorado case in that. I understand they've had a lot of briefs filed in this case um, before they get to what oral arguments in February, correct? That's that's correct. And as you know, Megan, at the Supreme Court, there's something called an amicus brief. That's a brief that's filed by someone other than the parties. I filed them in cases uh, and, and lots of organizations file these amicus briefs. And the court reviews those amicus briefs on both sides in, in addition to the legal briefs that are filed by the parties. So the Supreme Court justices, I'm sure, will be uh, burning the midnight oil reviewing all of these briefs because there's been a lot of them filed on both sides of this issue because it's obviously a contentious issue. And, uh, and then we'll have oral arguments in early February with the expectation that there'll be a decision from the Supreme Court fairly quickly uh, because a lot of states are waiting for the Supreme Court to make a decision so that they can print their ballots for the uh, for the November, November election. We're speaking with KMOX legal analyst Brad Young. I feel like, Brad, that we can't get through a week without talking about artificial intelligence. And the latest is Taylor Swift. Apparently, she was exploited by images created by AI. But it sounds like there is a new proposal in Missouri uh, to try to fight these deep fakes made by AI. Tell us about the Taylor Swift Act that's been proposed. Yeah, this was an issue that cropped up right before uh, last weekend's Chiefs game where some AI and there were pornographic images of Taylor Swift were circulating on social media. And on At Your Service Monday night, I went through the fact that there was no real laws, either federal or state, dealing with this kind of deep fake uh, distribution of pornographic images. And so now today we're going to see the Taylor Swift Act here in Missouri. And the point is, uh, is to recognize that individuals have a right to their own image. But generally, what's called the right of publicity is limited to commercial usage. So this law here, or the bill rather, in Missouri, and there's also going to be a bill filed by Josh Hawley and Dick Durbin in Washington that will accomplish the same thing from the federal perspective that will allow individuals who are uh, the victims of AI deepfakes, generally they're women, and it will allow them to sue those who who uh, create these images and also block the transfer of those images on social media. I can't imagine how hard it might be able to be to prove that something was fake in this digital age. It is. And in fact, courts are going to be wrestling with this issue in the very near future. This is not a, a black mirror episode. This is where we are today, which is 
deep fake images uh, can be done so well that it becomes very difficult. I won't say impossible yet, but extremely difficult to determine what's real and what is not real. And so this is going to be an, an issue, not just in the issue of uh, or the area rather of deep fake images, but also in the in the area of evidence at court. How do we know what we're looking at is a real photograph or a doctored photograph? That's going to be a challenge that we're going to have to tackle legally. So much of this seems like we are just not keeping up with our laws when it comes to the technology advances. Well, that's always been the case, Megan. I mean, go all the way back to VCRs when those first came out in the 1970s. The question became, how do we handle uh, from a legal perspective someone showing a, a, a movie on a DVR or rather on a VCR uh, to other people? Is that a is that a display of a movie that violates the Copyright Act? So it's always been the case that technology moves faster than the legal system. But now it seems like it's even moving even faster, faster than the legal system. And so that's going to be a challenge to keep up with ever-evolving technology. Well, Brad, thank you so much. Always enjoy talking with you. My pleasure, Megan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.